0: Welcome to Piano Rhapsody, an amateur's guide to classical piano. This is a podcast where you follow the musical journey of an amateur piano player who is striving to play advanced-level works one day, specifically Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue, which is where the podcast gets its name. Every week we break down one of the pieces that I encounter along the road to this goal, ranging from the 18th century all the way up to modern day. We'll explore the history surrounding the work, examine the music within, and hopefully we all walk away a little bit more informed and appreciative of classical music. This is episode 21.1, the first episode of the 21st series of the podcast. We did it. We're of legal drinking age now. And what better way to celebrate our 21st than to go clubbing in Eastern Europe? That's right. In this series, we're going to be exploring a collection of dance music by a composer who is new to the podcast, Mr. Bella Bartok, and his suite of Romanian folk dances. Bartók was one of the most influential composers of the early 20th century, and of all the composers that we've discussed on this podcast, his sound is one of the most unique. He grew up in Hungary and studied piano at the Conservatory in Budapest under a former student of another superstar Hungarian composer, Franz Liszt. So once he established an admirable musical pedigree, All he needed now was to find his niche. Bartók's style is an amalgamation of the past, wrapped up in shiny, colorful packaging. It's the greatest vintage gift you never knew you needed. He transformed raw, gritty folk music from Central and Eastern Europe into elegant, sophisticated music for art houses. To successfully capture these folk melodies within his work, Bartók literally traveled across Hungary with an Edison phonograph, recording and documenting thousands of Hungarian folk songs by live performers. Bartók had a vision. He would crystallize this folk music that defined an area through his own compositions. And to achieve this goal, Bartók would manipulate the harmonies, rhythms, and scales to create music with mass appeal. And he found enormous success in doing so. His work would influence a myriad of composers to come and his career would cement him as one of the most prolific ethnomusicologists in history. One of the prime examples of his musical style are the pieces that we're going to discuss in this series, Bartok's Romanian Folk Dances, opus number 68 using the Andras Zolusi catalog. The work is a suite of six short dances originally written for solo piano. The melodies found within these dances were scouted by Bartók himself during time he spent in Transylvania during 1909 to 1914. He found the Romanian music here to be richer and more varied than Hungarian folk music, and he was particularly inspired by the melodies he heard played by the fiddle and shepherd's flute. After a two-year hiatus from composing, Due to depression from the ongoing World War I. Bartók picked up his pen again and composed the Romanian folk dances in 1915. He originally titled the work Romanian Folk Dances from Hungary, but in 1920, due to deliberations at the Treaty of Trianon, Transylvania became a part of Romania instead of Hungary, so Bartók officially cut out the from Hungary phrase from the title. There are six short movements in this work, each coming from different villages across Transylvania. The Romanian folk dances are as much a travelogue as they are a musical journey. Bartók originally wrote them as works for solo piano, but they have been adopted to other formats throughout the years, most notably as a duo for violin and piano, but also for small orchestra and concert band. I think all of the different formats have their strengths, and they deserve to be listened to in order to experience the dances in a new light. But since this is a humble podcast called Piano Rhapsody, we're going to focus our attention on the way that Bartok originally wrote this work, for solo piano. And since there are six of these dances, and they're all quite short, we'll tackle two a week and make this a three-episode series. So let's get started with number one. The first dance in Bartok's Romanian folk dances Is titled Stick Dance. This was music to accompany the dance of a young man who carried a long stick. The stick was not typically used much in the dance, it was more of a prop. Stick dances have a long history in Central European culture, and they were usually performed by groups of young men, either in a circle or in lines. The prop that they used during the dance also changed, depending on the time era an exact geographic location. Some of them used swords or other weapons, and sometimes they even used a depiction of a horse's head. Hopefully not a real horse's head, unless maybe they were characters from Game of Thrones. The melody of this dance comes from the Transylvania village of Mezoshabad, where Bartok heard two violinists playing this folk song. Now, even from that small sample, you could probably already tell that Bartok's music has a different flavor than just about everything else we've heard on this podcast. And that's because Bartok played around with musical modes. There are seven modes in music, and they are related to the 12 major scales. And I'm going to do my best not to drown you in a pool of musical theory, but instead boil this pool down to the very basics. Let's take our C major scale. We're going C to C, utilizing all of the white keys in between. So what we just heard, and what we call C major in Western music, can also be referred to as C Ionian mode, or the first mode. Now, to alter this mode, we use all of the same notes as C major, or C Ionian, we just change the starting point. So let's see what happens when we play a C major scale, but we just start one note up on D instead. And this is called D Dorian, because it begins on the second note of the major scale. And just by adjusting that home focal point, it opens up an entirely new sound. In typical Western music, starting with Bach all the way up to today, we generally only utilize two of the musical modes, which we have relabeled major and minor. These modes correspond with Ionian for major and Aeolian for minor. But we also typically make a small adjustment to the Aeolian mode for our minor keys, but that's getting into the weeds a bit. What makes Bartok's music unique, and recognizable, is that he ignores these limitations of only two modes, and utilizes all seven in his compositional palette. It's kind of like the audio equivalent of painting with the entire spectrum of color, as opposed to just black and white. The specific color Bartok uses to begin the stick dance is A Dorian. We learned a little bit ago that the Dorian mode refers to starting on the second note in a scale, so A Dorian uses all of the notes in the G major scale, but it starts on A instead of G. And that simple shift one key over gives the piece its exotic flavor, and helps bring those Romanian violinists to life. Bartok makes a slight shift to a different mode in the middle of the piece. By changing a simple F-sharp to F-natural, The piece evolves from A Dorian to A Aeolian, which is also equivalent to A natural minor. The piece makes one more interesting harmonic shift, and it's at the very last chord while we spend time in Dorian and Aeolian modes throughout the movement. This dance ends on a slightly peculiar A major chord, or A Ionian. It's yet another example of the interesting harmonic choices that Bartok makes, keeping our ears engaged with fresh material. So grab your horse's head and get ready to move. This is the first dance from Bartok's Romanian Folk Dances, Stick Dance. The second movement is based on a traditional Romanian dance called the brawl, where the dancers typically wear a sash and spin each other around by the waist. Bartok originally heard this melody in Egris, played by a musician on the shepherd's flute. It's the shortest of all the six dances, but in order to lengthen it a bit, it's repeated and played through twice. This dance is also written in the Dorian mode, But instead of A Dorian that we saw in the first dance, we're in D Dorian here, so we're using the notes within C major. And since this is such a short piece without much to discuss, I thought I could use it as an example for how different Dorian mode sounds versus a major key, or Ionian mode. So let's listen to the melody of this dance as it's originally written in D Dorian mode. Now let's hear it if we shift that same exact melody to C Ionian, or C major. Does not sound as good, and that's how a single note shift can make a significant difference in sound. So let's make a return to the Dorian mode and listen to Sash Dance, the second dance from Bartok's Romanian Folk Dances. These dances really make it feel like we're traveling in a whole new soundscape. Among other things, Bartok is always a breath of fresh air. Check back next week and we'll explore more musical modes with two of the slower dances with some Middle Eastern influence. Talk to you then. You can find the standalone recordings of the pieces we discussed today directly in the podcast feed. Check out Piano Rhapsody on SoundCloud for all of the tracks heard on this podcast and more. You can find me on Twitter, at PianoRhapsody, or email me at PianoRhapsodyPodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't already, the best way to support the podcast is to hit the subscribe button on your podcatcher and consider rating or reviewing. It's the easiest way to never miss a new episode, and it helps the podcast gain more visibility. Thanks as always for your time and your ears. And remember... The piano keys are black and white, but they sound like a million colors in your mind.